healthcare system is broken, but it doesn't have to be. This is Revenue Cycle Optimized by Infinix Healthcare. We discuss the latest challenges in the revenue cycle space and provide actionable tips on how to overcome them at your organization. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. We're going to go ahead and get started um, as folks are joining. Welcome to our session. Uh, this week, we're joined by our chief data scientist, uh, Natalia Arzino-Gonzalez. One of the latest terms we're starting to see more of in healthcare is natural language processing or NLP. And today, Natalia is going to share practical clinical uses for NLP and where we can expect to start to see NLP used more in the future. So welcome, Natalia. We're glad to have you back with us and appreciate you sharing some of your knowledge with us today. Uh, thanks for letting me talk. It's something I can talk about for hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're certainly glad to have you. So why don't you kick us off and explain or define what NLP is um, for those that maybe aren't familiar with the term. As you mentioned, uh, NLP stands for natural language processing. So at a very high level, it's providing computers the ability to understand text. Now to achieve that, we use tools from computer science as well as from linguistics. So NLP in a sense is a subfield of computer science and along with ML, it's all part of the whole AI umbrella. In certain use cases, NLP is also a way to just take text, which is considered unstructured data, and add some structure to it. So we extract some features and insights that will provide some information and can then be used for further analyses or aggregations. But there are many use cases uh, for NLP. Great, thank you. Um, where are we seeing NLP used in our everyday lives outside of healthcare even? And so anytime that you open up a word processing document, your email, your text, NLP is there. So it's we're kind of surrounded by NLP. It's become a constant presence in our lives. So whenever you start typing anything, there's always now autocomplete and autocorrect. So those are developed through what are called language models and NLP. So they're models that try to predict what is the next letter that you're going to type, what's the next word or phrase and it isn't just based on like the most common combinations but it's rather also making sense of what you have typed already to try to make an accurate prediction and autocorrect will also consider what is the grammar of the sentence so far to maybe make suggestions on corrections for words that have been spelled properly but maybe aren't the best word and identify typos that way now we also see autocomplete when we do online searches now, the search engine isn't just doing that autocomplete based on common searches, but also trying to figure out what is it that the user is searching for. So it's not a pure keyword search. Even though there are ways of looking specifically for keywords in search engines, the top result may not even have exactly what we typed in, but it should have it should be relevant to what the query was. So it's the NLP is what's making sense of the exact words that you type to kind of get a, a more general phrasing out of it and return the most relevant results. It's something that has progressed a lot over the years are email filters. So these started off as just 
spam filters were maybe looking at keywords that were present in certain messages, who it was from. Uh, now emails are automatically categorized so that you can sift through more easily, maybe identify junk more accurately and not kind of be drowned in so many messages, but rather you know which are the most relevant ones. Uh, one thing that I, I find kind of interesting because it is also somewhat newer in a sense compared to some of these other um, NLP techniques are info boxes in websites. Uh, so if you're looking at some page that contains information, there might be a little box that tells you the key ideas or the key points or key members of that page. Now, it doesn't just identify the important words. It also knows whether those words are related to places or people or companies. And that's going into what's called named entity recognition in uh, NLP. And even though a lot of times, especially when Wikipedia started doing this, these are information that are entered manually by whoever's creating the pages, they are being learned now. And then finally, I mean, we can talk about just this for a really long time, but one more that I wanted to mention is uh, translation systems. So now that we're communicating with people all over, all over the world uh, on a constant basis, but not just that, we're reading online posts uh, written by different people, or perhaps we want to read articles that were published in other languages. A lot of times these are just being translated automatically to the language of the region that you're in. And oftentimes I'm reading something and it's a really good translation and I don't even realize it's a translation until I get to the bottom and it says, please read this translation. So we really are surrounded by NLP and anything that we do that has text. And all these systems are way better now than they were when they were first made available. And that's not just because we have more data, even though we definitely have more data now, but NLP techniques and deep learning architectures keep being developed and improved. And even in the last four years, there have been some major breakthroughs that have resulted in much improved uh, algorithms for NLP. Those are all really good examples, thank you. Um, where are we seeing practical applications of NLP on the clinical side? Probably one big area is uh, computer interpretable guideline systems or clinical decision support systems. Now, these are, again, very heavily rule-based systems, but those are, there are many implementations uh, for them. In the computer science side, we're seeing clinical NLP also being used to identify candidates for clinical trials and pairing them up actually for clinical trials. So in any use case where you have massive amounts of text that perhaps a clinical NLP system might sort things out for you, filter the important bits, uh, that's where we're seeing it. Uh, we're also seeing systems that will use NLP to de-identify medical records so that you don't have to worry about PHI being revealed for different, different situations. Now, the most common applications of NLP in the clinical sense are those that were, would extract certain insights uh, from the text and then use those insights for different use cases. So can we identify symptoms, diseases, procedures, medications, or events? And beyond that, can we link them to known concepts or to standard sets of concepts and codes, such as ICD codes or CPT codes. Now that is another place where we see NLP being used in the 
as in the clinical environment. Now, once you identify all of those like phrases or concepts, now you can use that information to pass it on to maybe a predictive model or to highlight that information in the medical record for whoever's viewing it, perhaps for coding or for billing or for determining the, the care that should be given to a patient. And for coding, that's probably where we've seen it for the longest. So NLP, I would say probably has been most widely studied at least four years now uh, in the coding space. And again, lots of rule-based systems, um, but coding kind of made NLP more essential for, for the clinical world, because now you can use NLP to find missed codes or to verify that you have the evidence for something that is coded. And then they can also be used for determining HCC risk scores uh, and such. So there are quite a few applications for clinical NLP. What provider challenges do you see NLP solving or where is NLP solving those today? So NLP can help with any use case where clinicians are reading long documents. Right, so providing these kind of insights, surfacing relevant parts of the text. Now on the patient access side, NLP could help with the turnaround time for prior authorization. So if we're having an issue of long turnaround times. It may not just be because the payer is taking a long time to provide authorization, but perhaps the necessary medical necessity information wasn't provided in the clinical documentation. So you can use NLP to potentially identify the correct prior authorization guideline. So you have the patient's information, you know what diagnoses they have or what symptoms they have, you know what procedures recommended, can you surface the right guideline and then surface the necessary medical necessity information in the patient record as well. Can you then use both to identify gaps? in what needs to be, or in what has been submitted so far. So you can just say, okay, well, you also need this uh, element in order to achieve your prior authorization. So that, that's one space where given the model development, this could definitely help. And then also on the prior auth side, when payers or when someone's seeking the prior auth, payers might be asking clinically relevant questions. So instead of just going directly with the guideline, can we have some question answer system that can answer those questions based on the information in the medical record? So these could ideally help reduce denial rates as well as turnaround time. Now, ensuring that the correct information or the necessary information for medical necessity uh, is being submitted will also help on the post-billing side. So can we reduce or decrease the number of medical necessity denials or insufficient medical necessity uh, denials. On the coding side of things, NLP can be leveraged to just speed up the process. So can we identify diagnoses and procedures and provide suggestions uh, for the appropriate codes? And it's not just looking for a keyword, right? So you might have systems that take advantage of additional information and can identify that taking certain medications point to chronic illnesses. And that chronic illness may not be explicitly stated, but because the 
the consistent use of medication is there, then you can NLP systems can help identify that that diagnosis should be there as well. So, and moving beyond like just looking for specific words. Now, NLP isn't, it's not just looking for the concepts themselves and then linking them. So these, I guess in the NLP world, these would be named entity recognition and entity linking. You can also derive context using NLP techniques. And so what this means is, okay, you know, a disease is mentioned in the clinicals. Now, is that disease confirmed? Is it present? Is it absent? Are you not manifesting certain symptoms? Is the medical record referring to a family history of certain disease that the patient themselves might not have? Now, all of that is information that is relevant for dealing with the payers or for doing any sort of medical coding as well. So again, this all falls under the realm of NLP. Now, some of these problems are more challenging than others to solve. Some have systems that are out there that might identify phrases that maybe correspond to diseases or to problems or to treatments. Others are more difficult. They're not solved reliably. So in order to solve some of these problems, such as understanding what code should be suggested for a concept, for a diagnosis, or for a procedure, we need what are called knowledge bases, which will give us more information. Also for understanding what drug would be related for certain diseases. So the NLP algorithms would then be leveraging these knowledge bases, these relations that are known in the algorithms themselves in order to make these predictions. And that's still not enough. You can't just have a medical text and just ask for some sort of insight, especially if there's no model that just gives you that specific insight. So in order to develop these NLP models, we need annotations. Now, annotations are like tags or labels for the text. It'd be like highlighting a certain word or series of words and understanding that those correspond to a concept and that that concept links to whichever code, ICD code. So they're specifying kind of the gold standard. What would you want the algorithm to surface back to you? Now, the good thing is once you understand specifically what's being asked of you and you have enough of these annotations, then you can use this in conjunction with models that have already been developed in order to do what's called fine tuning. So we're not just training something from scratch, but we take advantage of what's already there and we fine tune it for our specific type of text, for a specific use case, for a specific domain. So models may not, a general model may not perform it very well if you're a very specialized practice. They may need to be fine tuned for the type of document that you're looking at. And studies have shown that, that doing this actually provides a significant lift in your predictions for your NLP models. So there's a lot that NLP can do given the right resources. And I think for now, we're still talking about helping providers and still keeping a human in the loop also. So not having something that's completely automated, especially for some uh, high-risk type scenarios. Thank you so much. That was a lot of really, really good information. Lots of exciting things happening on the NLP side. Any last minute words of advice or wisdom or anything else that folks should know on NLP? Obviously, I'm a data scientist, so I'm very yeah. excited about where 
uh, NLP, the progress that has been made in the field and where we're headed and just kind of everything that and given the right data and modeling techniques, we could be on track to solve many problems and just kind of uh, overcome some of these provider challenges and just provide so much more insight from this huge source of data that has been ignored for such a long time. Very, very exciting. I know those are words that a lot of providers want to hear, especially when it comes to challenges surrounding surrounding revenue cycle and patient access and just putting the focus back on patients. So I think that's all the questions I've got for you. Give everyone just a minute to see if there's any questions that pop up. All right, I'm not seeing any, um, but as usual, if questions come up after we end our session today, feel free to shoot me an email. I'm happy to help in any way that we can. And huge thank you to Natalia for joining us and providing us with lots of really, really good, exciting um, information on NLP and hope to see everyone back here next week. Yeah, thanks, Kate. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Natalia. Thanks for joining us subscribe to get notified when our next episode is online. For more information for how we can help you increase reimbursements at your company, check out our website at infinix.com. That's I-N-F-I-N-X.com.